0: Okay. Welcome to episode 135 of the Brugaders, the Beer and Comics podcast. We are gonna drink beer, read comics and talk about them. And yeah, we're gonna have a nice time. We've no guests this week, so it's just uh, it's just myself, Jeff. Uh to my left is um Andrew of Kingdom Comics. Uh to my the bottom left, but not on the far left, is uh, Colin Maxwell. <laughs> I don't know, are you far left? Far know. left is okay. I mean, um, we we'll get too far, like, you right end up going far We're
1: gonna keep politics out of this. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> it's been a day, isn't it? And on uh, the bottom right is uh, Dave of classic Comics. Hello. Yeah, how are we well doing? Okay. We're good. Yeah. We're we're bad. Bad. yeah. Cool. What uh, what geeky t-shirt have you got today, Colin?
1: Uh oh, I've got my Shed Wars t-shirt.
0: Nice. Doing geeky t shirts. I've got <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, uh, does it, does it okay. yeah. What have you got, Dave? I got a cactus. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I've got a uh, I've got a blazer T-shirt.
2: Oh, I like you're pairing that with a a,
0: a, a, a blazer. blazer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody else said that to me today at work. Actually, okay, it was in service today, so I got to wait. We, we um, I, that one day of the school term where you can wear your uh your real, you're real clothes. So, if somebody said that, oh, Mr. Nixon, there was blazer in his blazer. Um, yeah. Awesome. Been, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, how are you doing for beers this week? What's everyone, what's everyone drinking?
2: Do you want me to go first? Just get out the roads?
3: Yeah, get okay. the misery.
0: Well, this, it's, be,
3: it's still going to
2: be. This, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the, mm. uh, the picture of the beer I posted for the post I just posted two minutes ago. Just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking, for those at home, I'm drinking a Heineken Zero Zero again. Uh, Lisa's still not had her child yet. So this has been, it's now officially 21 days of no alcohol in my body at all. Not that I'm counting, but it has been 21 days. Actually, 21 days was just i have um, had Heineken Zero on here before. It's pretty nice. I quite like it. Uh, if My boss is watching. Thanks very much. Just saw this from the fridge. Um, it, goes, it goes down nice. It's reasonably refreshing. Yeah. Heineken Zero. I quite enjoy it. That's
3: me. Nice. Okay, real okay. beer. Real beer. Oh, real, you're showing sure off.
1: You me all meet me. Moving yeah. on Do <laughs> real beer. Dribbling
2: with
1: Anyway, I'm talking. I don't know if any of you guys uh, watched the Lager Logs video that's two made.
0: Oh, he, he did the time um, lapse yeah, no, he 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 he, he yeah.
1: drive around some some places in Fife that that do craft beer, um, mm. and I just so happened to be. Passing Frouche, which has a petrol station, and a little, I think it's a spa shop attached to it. And, oh my God, the range of craft beer in that petrol station is unbelievable. I mean, Mm -hmm. not quite the same amount as a local craft beer shop, but close to maybe a third of what a specialist craft beer shop has.
0: incredible things with that petrol station.
1: So I I did go and pop in and buy a couple of beers when I was there, and I've got this one tonight. Uh, which is, um, as you can see, Peach and the Galaxy from Elusive Brewing. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's a New England uh, pale ale, 5%, um, as the name kind of suggests. It's quite, quite peachy. It's got a bit of a peachy flavour. Um, it wasn't cheap. I think it was about sort of four quid um, for a 440ml can um, but quite quite pleasant beer so far. I've just kind of opened it a few minutes ago and
0: I've, I've tried galaxy it. galaxy hops. Uh, I take it is that, is that the reference to? The- I I
1: guess so. It doesn't particularly say anything about what hops are used. It doesn't say anything on the can. Um, but I do I do, did quite like the, the label being the sort of a um, pixel art sort of video game. Yeah. And and um, it appears that that's a, a bit of a thing that the company has. Um, their other beers have kind of video game related. Um, labels on them. So oh, they're
2: nice. It's good. It tastes good. That's cool. Nice. It's very hip and trendy video games like that, isn't
3: it? At the moment. Retro
0: I've got a, I've got one of those um laptops, like the uh what are they called? the uh, emulator laptops. I bought mm. one. I don't know if they're legal. I should probably not be announcing that. But um I, I purchased one and yeah. it's got all the retro games and it's bloody brilliant. It's got all the old like you know the Turtles and Time and stuff like that game and mm-hmm. uh
3: well, I'll, great... I'll, these things, I'll, 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 I'll show you my thing, which is one of my pride and joy, if I can get this over here. but If you look down here, this here. I've seen this big massive... Oh, yeah. the U- it's, uh, Colin, will probably, Colin will probably recognise what that is. Do you know what that is uh, it looks like a Commodore 64. It's a Commodore 64. Um, from is that
1: whole
3: thing the Commodore 64? From
1: about,
0: what, 1983,
3: 84 sort of time? I believe that, yeah, that's, that's probably bang on. I think I had one when I was... Uh, in first year, so that would have been nineteen eighty four.
0: That's um, good as the Nintendo sixty four, is it? That...
3: Uh, well it was like ten years before the Nintendo sixty four. Well, yeah, I think a little more than that, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's not an actual Commodore sixty four. It's a C sixty four, which means it doesn't come with a tape deck, and all the games are built into it. So it's mm-hmm. very similar to what you said there, Jeff. It's an emulator. Yay. But this one's it's emulated to look exactly the same and sound exactly the same, and um, you know you you play them. With, you can play the games with us,
0: yeah. It's welcome, cool, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I love that. That's one. Um,
3: so, yeah, that's my, one of my pride and joys on my desk here. I got that for my Christmas
0: uh, from my yes, wife, and nice.
3: I all the games that I played and um, back when I was a boy. I love it. Yeah, I um, wise, I may as well go on. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm drinking, uh, because you know, I always come on here every week and I drink um, an IPA. I'm pretty much known for it. Um, fruity IPAs, normal IPAs, nipas, whatever like that. So today I've got hypothermia, oh. which a Nordic rye ale mm. um, from oh, Tallinn in Estonia. Um, it's very dark. I don't know if you can see this in my llama in my glass. Oh, it's
0: very dark. dark. Mm-hmm.
3: It's very, very dark indeed. And I'll tell you this. It's got so much flavor, you know. It's like you take a thing and it's just boom, you know. So it's rolling over your tongue, it's hitting the back of your throat, Um aftertaste and all like that. It's not like, you know, if you drink lager or, or things like this, it's there and then it's gone. Yes, yeah. and I'm still tasting <clears> the <throat> and stuff like this. It's really, really, really nice.
1: Yeah, the, the countries that, that um, are border the Baltic Sea are known for their, their strong flavored beers. Yeah,
0: port-
3: porters yeah, and stuff uh, Estonia, I'm going to, as a the guests, and as you said that there, is, 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 is a Baltic nation. Yeah. Um, one of those. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. I think possibly the first Estonian beer I've drank. Um, and yeah, just lots of flavour. Um, I can't I wait. It's fine that I, like, I do drink a lot of beers that didn't have an awful lot of taste. You know, even even the sort of famous, more famous ones that I drink, you know, like. Red or the like Zeros. Yeah, no, i am talking about like, beers, like guests. Or... <laughs> really didn't have an awful lot of taste. You know, when you're drinking them, they're not tasteless, but there's no massive amount of taste in them. Um, mm. But as these, uh, these sort of dark beers and rye beers and, and things like this. Very mm. fervor splendid I
2: would definitely say my, my palate for beer has changed over the past five to ten years, I think. Mm. I think, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to, <laughs> to drink a, a lager. Um, hello, Mark. To drink a lager... Uh, you know, a nice hot summer's day, but I'd much prefer a, a, an IPA, like you said, or something, an ale or a summer ale totally. or something, something about extra flavour. And it's only when you start when you drink them on a regular basis that when you then go back to drink like your, I don't know, Coors Light, Birra Moretti, um, Estrella, Dam, Cobra, you're like, this tastes of absolutely nothing. Yeah, It's just kind of watery crap.
0: I, think I remember did. if you look back to the very very first podcast we ever did um, of the Brugaders, like I brought a lager, like a craft lager, but mm. a lager nonetheless. For a, I kind of thought, oh, I like laggers, and if I'm going to start, I don't know what I kind of thought, but um, I, I think I was thinking on the day if we're going to start drinking craft beer, I'll bring craft lager because I know mm-hmm. I like lager, and that craft can be something. Craft lager is to drink far it, it is, but even then, like I remember, I was being you know. calling drinking it and calling going, "This just this just tastes like, like." Somebody tried to homebrew craft. somebody tried to homebrew lager? Like this isn't like this isn't massively special. I mean, I've I've had we've had laggers on the on the podcast, which have been amazing. That uh, um, the one that uh, Beast Brewery. Brewery white lager, the Beast do they they did lager for the um what was that for our for our, uh, for our uh, overnight our, our night good. drinking that was that was particularly good. But was wow. that the black lager, Yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: that
2: was brilliant. That stuff.
3: Yeah. The thing, there's there's a place for lager. I'm not going like I'm not going to oh, say that I drink lager. Um, I'm and, and like what you said on like on a sunny day, sitting in mm. a beer garden or something like that. A pint of fizz is sometimes what you want. Mm. Um, you know, as long as you can avoid, you know, a big non fan of of tenants and things like that. Um, as long as you can get you know a Kronenbourg or a Carlsberg or something like that. Can I agree with Marcus. saying to be honest. <laughs> I think half the a small batch.
0: Small batch, small yeah, the, that's
2: what I was going say. A little bit hoppier. I feel like even St. Mungo's from West Brewery. That's got a little bit more to hop to it. A bareface Lager from Drygate Brewery Tenants. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I like the Bareface Lager in. stuff. So yeah, the yeah. hybrid stuff, they call it, they call it like hybrid lager or something, don't they? They call it Bareface they Hybrid.
2: That, they the yeah. Bareface Lager, anyway, that's really good. And that's yeah. it's just like I say, it's just got that quite a bit of fresh, It's it that little bit hoppier. That's what I think, I'm not too sure. yeah, i to sure. I can't remember who makes it, but
1: Paolozzi Paolozzi. lagers one I quite like. Mm. Polozzi.
0: polozzi Yeah, yeah polozzi That's him. That's uh, the oh. Edinburgh craft. Isn't that called the Edinburgh Beer Factory that make that?
1: That might be. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I like, I like the can. It's polozzi kind of thematic art, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm drinking. Uh, um, I went to my the Caledonian Craft Beer Merchant today. Um, I went to pick up some comics uh, at the little shop of heroes and uh, and empty my drawer and stuff. I picked up this collab- collaborative brew between and Andrew's gonna love this between Fierce and the Singularity Sauce Company, and it's uh, it's called Purple Naga Viper Brain, and <laughs> it is. Uh, oh yeah. So this is this is a blurb on the back. This epic beer sees us team up with Scottish Hot Sauce Titans Singularity Sauce Company to create a purple naga viper brain chilli-infused sour beer. So it's going to be fruity, sour, spicy, and more spicy. Okay, quite a lot spicy. So, uh... Okay. Well, we'll it then. <laughs> as,
3: as a vegan, as a vegan, <laughs> who finds, like, ketchup to be on the spicy side, Jeff... Have you no, I here? love
0: it. I love hot sauce, but... It smells very fruity. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. It smells like a sour. It smells like a fruit sour. It's a, uh, sometimes with sours you get them as a quite. They can be quite a, a funky colour. Sours obviously. Um, the the apple sour one's green and the uh, one's orange. And, yeah, I experienced a
3: green. I had green one a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I managed about two, two mouthfuls. The, not for me.
0: Oh, the pepper hits you really quickly. It doesn't. There, it. It's fruit in there. I'm not saying, I'm not feeling overly spicy. I can feel spices all the way up my tongue, which is good. That's like that's the sign of a good hot sauce rather than just that total yeah. mad like right in the front of your tongue. That's nice. I was expecting this to fry my brain and it isn't, which is slightly okay. missed, slightly disappointed. You. No, you always do it, but I love that eh uh, I love I don't um, I remember I had a friend that put some uh, um what's that called, he put one of these mental chilies that they always, the guy on the show, uh, the guy in the show that eats all the food, man versus food, mm. uh, it's like a, he put one of these, uh, these chilies in a bottle of vodka once and uh, and it was like really spicy, but it was totally like, I don't know, I don't know, I think that's kind of what I was expecting from that, that kind of like when it, when it's so spicy that it almost becomes kind of like all the food, man it's, versus it's food, food. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's bit, one of the, when, it, when it's so spicy that it almost becomes kind of like... Yeah, what he said. <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we have another guest on?
1: Terrible echo there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: there?
3: Five yeah. seconds. Um, do you ever yeah. see
2: that See that man versus food? See yeah. When you watch the start of that, and then the end of it, the guy has put on
3: so much weight. Yeah. It's insane. Adam, Adam Richman doesn't do it anymore. It's a different guy. Yeah,
0: it, it's a different, a different boy. boy. The uh, new guy's uh, quite good, though. I quite like him. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Um, it's it's not spicy. I, I, the more I drink it, the spicier at the back of my throat it gets. But I was expecting, um, I don't know, what do they call it, like a chili high. If you don't know if anyone's ever had something, you've had something so spicy that you're actually like, it's not frying your mouth, but you're you're almost gaga. Like you're in, like yeah. you have to go and sit down for a bit. I'm,
3: I'm not I, I it, that that is. I've not had that
0: yet, but it, yeah. it, it, it should build. It should be
3: one for something that's like, you know, you didn't get everything the first Saturday. But first mouthful
0: to second mouthful. Good. That's probably pleasant. Like that's oh. totally pleasant. Um that's something I would bring to like, you know, when we were doing like a, if we we're doing like our one of our beer tasting, like the ones that me and Colin used to do and um we would go to the shop and everybody would like buy a beer and we would like pass the can round and stuff. Hmm. So we could all get like we were all technically having like eight beers, but you know, when we were having four pints of like twelve beers or whatever we used to do, it used to be good fun. Um mm-hmm. I would totally put that in the table and be like, Yeah, everyone should try that. It's like a totally different not overly sour, like it's quite fruity and it's pretty spicy. It's good. Just so wanted to try something differently.
2: Eh? <laughs> good. good to me. I'm dying for a beer. I cannot honestly wait. To
0: drink a nice. What's coffee. what's gonna be your first beer when you if you got in your mind like what you want the, that the closest one. <laughs> yeah, the closest to the to the
3: hospital if, if Lisa's in overnight. you have having to come home to look after. After yeah, exactly.
2: That's no, going to be like two. Plus, I think it's going to be the fourth of June, I actually, Colin. I think yeah. that is probably going to be the first <laughs> be year i will have. That or would like, having a beer after Glasgow Comic Con? Is that oh, the plan? Yeah, that's exactly what. Well, I'm. Oh, I'm. I'll definitely be having a beer after Glasgow Comic Con, oh, even right. if I have to go oh, okay. drink myself. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I for, again, for those of you who, who who haven't been watching recently, these two are going to be re- representing the Brugadors at oh, yeah. Comic Con. Um, Jeff's going to be in Leeds that day, and I'm flying to Ventura that day, so it is a two man.
0: Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm really, really happy for you guys. That well, put the poster up. Like it's pretty. Oh, no, um, no, I put the poster. Right you got it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. You put it up. Okay. I'll do that as you're boy then. But yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely amazing stuff, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. That, I know. So, Colin's been, Chatting back and forth, trying to get this organised. So,
1: yeah. So it looks like um, we'll be doing our kind of chat, our usual chat with uh, some of the guests that are going to be at Glasgow Comic Con, and the guests have been announced just today. Uh, there's about a dozen guests or so, some of whom have been on the podcast, or we would we would um, we would say our friends of the podcast as well that we, we know um, from conventions and things as well. So, quite exciting so we're not sure entirely of the format yet of how we're going to be doing it but um
0: was whether Bizarre? there's
1: going to be a kind of series of panels or a single panel or whatever but yeah there we go there's all our all the guests that have been arranged today for glasgow on the 4th of june
0: That's i'm quite jealous i'm not gonna lie but obviously like i'm just quite i'm I quite like We've we talk about this quite a lot on the podcast. Like it's 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 meeting friends. So obviously Simon Burks is just a mate, and he? like he's a he's a good guy, but he's also a friend of the podcast. So, and then obviously Dave Cook as well, and Tanya um, have all have all. And then I know we've had Neil on the you uh, Colin interviewed Neil, Slawrence in the past as well. And obviously Anna Morozova as well, who so, um her uh, her new story. Was, she's drawing a new story that showed up in this week's 2008, isn't it? it just starting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just big names. And obviously Frank Quitely <laughs>
3: Frank Quintley, right? Yeah.
2: See I mean, if see if, if, if we get to interview Frank Quitely that would just be actually insane. <laughs> I think I've got
0: You'll be able to
1: get your all Star Superman signed. Yeah, oh, nice. Exactly. Um I, I think I might just take it with me just in case. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: You should. Absolutely
2: <laughs> <you> should, <laughs> sure, I should. I
1: mean, you? I, know. Um, I know you're jealous of my signed copy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've got a signed copy, haven't you? Oh, okay. Why don't? Um, I've just realised that um, I just got this through the door just the other day, which is um, The Thing on the Doorstep, part one, by Simon Bucks. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. It was really good. We'll talk about that later on. Yeah,
3: Um, yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, Ah, yeah. Blue Fox comics are absolutely killing it. Yeah. Got such amazing stuff in that line that that they're putting out. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's incredibly exciting. I mean, did, did, when you posted up on our group chat earlier on, Colin, I didn't even realise that we were a part of the guest list, if you like. I just seen Frank Quitely was going to be there, and I was just like, oh, yeah, fucking beauty, Frank Quitely's going to be there. And, and then I looked down, and I was like, oh,
1: we're actually, we're actually on there.
2: Um, so that's that's definitely a bit of a proud moment, I've shared it all my social media channels straight away to get everyone's likes oh. and attention
0: it's amazing to see it's quite exciting i remember last year when um we me and colin did a couple interviews for capital sci-fi con and being announced as guest. i can't really announce this as like guest interviewers or something like that and that was just that that was total mind-blowing to be like oh my goodness like we just made this up this is just like me we saw that obviously we started for a laugh and it's like we're being announced as uh, as as some sort of attraction It's odd, it's odd, but it's so cool to see, like, yeah. That end. So, yeah, and you guys are gonna have an amazing day. So, bring
2: on, and the you're selling comics here as well, aren't
0: you? You're gonna be there with the banners and the, the tables. Yeah. And... So,
2: we're definitely gonna have a oh, table. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that's going to work. I guess we'll just figure that out on the day, or will we be given? I've got no idea how that's going to work, but I'll certainly be there, hopefully, selling as many comics as I possibly can. Amazing,
1: um, ultimately,
2: that is why I'm there. So.
1: Yeah, likewise. I'll bring my comics. I'll, I'll probably have some Commandos for sale. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I might even have have some copies of this, which came out this week, which just launched this week. So, um, how's it? Kirk Newton book.
0: So you, you've you know, had quite a busy week, Colin, in terms of comics. How, how what's the response been like for Kurt Newton and uh, well, your, your the Kirk Newton launch?
1: I, I had no idea what kind of event I was going to, um, and I, I got to the launch, and there was, there was a bit of hundred people there Wow. um it was it was pretty amazing um a sort of event place over to the, the south of um Newton. so yeah and and there was there was food and, and stuff there and uh, um I spent a lot of long time uh, signing copies there was a big queue of people who went and sign copies so um, that was that was lovely it was great to, um, to finally see the, the book in print um and that, what an amazing list of you know that's what 23 Artists are 24, something like that, oh, so yeah. including, including some people that we've had on the show. and Andrew Sawyers, for example, and yeah. Gustavo Vargas is in there. Um don't remember if there's anybody else. Niels Lawrence, we've mentioned already. <laughs> to a page, Gary Erskine, Monte Um, Yeah, a whole bunch of people. So, um, super book. And, of course, um, co- cover with uh, by Ian Kennedy. Of course, yeah. Uh, of course, brilliant. Mm. Super it's duper. A beautiful cover
0: as well, like really, really cool cover.
1: Uh, it really is. I was just right. getting getting a four and uh, you know having a having a hurricane and a UFO on the yeah. cover is just really cool. Iconic, you know, like. It immediately makes people think, you know, what the what the heck's that, that about. I should also mention that um, school kids from the Kirk Newton also did comics strips. Oh, wow. We'll find them in the back of the, um, the back of the book. Um Aided mm-hmm. and abetted um, by uh, Kev Sutherland. I'll, I'll show you some more once I, once I click over the page. But yes, these were all made to kids from the from the local school.
0: That's amazing. So they've man.
1: contributed to it as well, which is great. Um, and, and they all get a mention as well, because right at the back, Kev Sutherland has um, has drawn a picture of every single one of them.
0: Oh, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just, well. what, a jo- what a job. <laughs> so, yeah, super. How yeah, cool would that really, be as a, as a kid
2: to first of all have your yeah. own cartoon in there, but then secondly, have an image created of you by an artist? I think that is, yeah, that's
1: yeah, uh, exactly. those kids are going to be really excited. There were yeah. only a few kids at the event because it was quite late on, but um, quite a lot of people were bringing had copies that they wanted signed for their kids, you know, yeah. to, the, you know, to their, their kids and say, No, you know, that they're in the. They're in the picture in the back, so yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's they, awesome. They got an opportunity to contribute to the to the book. Yeah, yeah.
0: Working, working, wicked. wicked, wicked. That's, that's really smart. Who uh, was um, your commando? Was well, last week you had a story in commando, didn't you as well? No,
1: oh, I had Tom, Thomas in the Tang engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have so Have been keeping quiet lost? about uh, about the title for that one for ages? Yeah, and, yeah, that's no, um, amazing.
0: Um, has yeah, that been fun. received? Been received all right.
1: I, yeah, it's caused a bit of a stir eh, because of the title. Yeah. Um obviously, you know. Obviously, I, I went, when I pitched it, I actually had two titles, and it was it was going to be called Breath of the Dragon, and yeah. because it, it's a bit of an armored train, and the train's named after a dragon, a Polish dragon. Um, but then, when I came to naming the characters, I thought I, I just want a, a common Polish name for the for the the hero for the protagonist, and I kind of just looked, you know. Up a, a, a list of you know common Polish names, and right there near in the top five, I think, was Thomas. I mean, I just yeah. it just, just stuck, <laughs> it just came yeah. in Thomas and the tank engine. How good is that? So I I I've got a pitched the story to Commando. I, I put in, I called it Breath of the Dragon, but I says, however, I really 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 like to call it Thomas and the Tank Engine, <laughs> um, and. I, I got an email back from them literally the next day saying, we'll love the story, and yes, we're going with Thomas and the tank engine. So I just kept that quiet for like eight months. Oh, <laughs>
3: that was going to be the, the title. Because <laughs> it was in litigation, was it? Did it have to go through the lawyer's office?
0: Or... Yeah. In there was
3: enough to make it
0: different. Oh, okay. Sorry. you you just...
3: Yeah,
1: no. if you um, you've just suddenly uh, found something? Is chili
0: is yeah, yeah. kicked in? It from no, 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 <laughs> uh, no. No, no, fine. Just keep going. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay,
2: okay. We've been, we've actually quite a lot to talk about. We were writing a list earlier on. What else are we talking about here? No.
0: Um, got fact, stop before we get too professional, Dave. For you, the organizational this the
2: afternoon. I <laughs> 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 you so excited? You then forgot you to
1: post the agenda.
2: you <laughs> that excited? Tried to be organised and then you yeah, forgot to actually post anything about it. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody wanted
1: to talk about Neil Adams.
2: Yeah, yes. I wanted to talk about yes. Neil Adams
0: if we could. Um, yeah. yeah, a personal hero of mine, like one of a, uh, one of like. And I get a lot of people's personal heroes but one of the just the one of the good guys and that's i want to kind of say that's that's something that um, is actually i don't know i i find i find quite prevalent in comic creation and we talk about quite a lot on the podcast it's just how many good humans we seem to have in our community of comic creatives artists writers a uh, letterers um Shop owners, just people involved in, in 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 the creation of comics and and all that sort of stuff, um, and uh, so many people have a bit like Ian Kennedy actually. So many people have just cited Neil Adams as an absolute dude. You know, like just the total like sort of the earth, really awesome human beings, and um, yeah, um, somebody whose career I followed quite closely, particularly in the last couple of years. Um, we emailed him last year to try and get him on the show and he sent me an email back at like, like almost immediately, but I was at work and it was like an email saying, hi, I've got the, I'm part of this podcast with the Brigaders, looking to um, get um, some guests and as fans of your work, we would like you on the show. And he emailed me back something, like one line that was like, sure Jeff, are you ready to go now? And I was like, I was teaching National 4 history or something, <laughs> and I was just like, can we do it later? But he never got back to me and he'd obviously, I'd obviously just managed to catch him in like a moment of, of yeah. quiet and what's obviously quite a busy time in his day and uh and he he was going to give us that time of day you know if we if we wanted it and i was um but yeah absolute absolute legend um I don't, I don't really know where to start when you talk about this guy's career or, um I, I became i became aware of him originally in the um i didn't come up i became aware of him in the 70s but i became aware of him because of his work in the 70s where he'd uh and not necessarily for anything he'd actually um, uh, not any um, um, not anything he'd actually written initially. Um, I know he had been uh, um, politically active in the industry, particularly with like kind of like unionizing the creative community, and um, he he did things like he won um, he won a battle with uh, Marvel to return original artwork work to uh, Jack Kirby, and he also was not only. Um, he also vocally notably lobbied um, um, certain things that resulted in, like, Superman creators Jerry Se- uh, Siegel and Joe Shuster receiving decades overdue credit and financial remuneration for their work. Um, absolutely. And, you know, he helped form the Comic Creators Guild. And uh, just, like, you know, on top of being, like, a creative genius, yeah. he'd also... Um, he'd also just done, he'd done loads to help creators, you know, like behind the scenes. No one, no one has to do that. you know.
2: I know, I've seen lots of stuff being shared about him. Um, I'll be honest, same as most people, I didn't know much about him at all. (laughs) I've probably read some of his stuff right enough. but, um, yeah, but everybody seems to have a really, really nice word to say about the guy, so, yeah, it's a shame.
3: I think he defines some of the looks, particularly in the sort of 1960s and 70s. Um, if you had any sort of PC of merchandise, any DC merchandise, any you know McDonald's cup or a, a lunchbox or something like that with Superman or Wonder Woman yeah. or something like that, and the chances are it was Neil Adams' work because he did all of that.
1: You're, you're right, right. You're right. Um, the sort of blue, blue and grey Batman yeah. of the seventies, uh, very iconic. And I certainly, I certainly had a T-shirt as a kid that was it was. All, I'm almost certain it was his artwork that was on it.
3: I, I absolutely, we'd only like, see for, for, for a generation of us. Um, he kind of defined how Batman looked, and, and uh, yeah,
1: you know, so. and he famously did the Superman versus Muhammad Ali story. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: That's right, yeah,
0: yeah, that, sure that is a
3: Batman we know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. You uh, like an, an amazing talent, a thoroughly nice guy. Um, there's, there's this great story rolling about. Twitter at the moment um, about an artist he, he he met at a convention, and he had a wee sort of handwritten note saying you know, sign sketches twenty dollars, and he wasn't really selling any. And Neil Adams was at the table next to him, and then Neil Adams went, no, you're, you're sort of you're under you're undervaluing yourself there a wee bit, and then the guy was like, oh, you've got to take what you can get, and he went away for his lunch. And while he was away for his lunch, Neil Adams got his assistant to go to a local print shop, and he had a a sign printed saying you know, sketches by this artist. $60 or something like that, yeah. popped it on in front of him. And when the guy came back for his lunch, he had a queue and Neil uh, Adams said, and
2: all that and stuff. Made it work. Yeah. And he said,
3: never be ashamed to ask for what you're worth. Um, you, know, you, 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 you know, let the market decide. Um, and he said, and he says it was the best PC, best PC advice he ever got. So,
2: I think I read it's something cool. as well about him. Um, he, he said to an artist, I see you're still settling. He's looking mm-hmm. over his shoulder. He's drawing something. He's like, "Settling? What do you mean?" And He says, "Well, you you're not willing to try and move forward. Is that like you're just you know you know you you can do this, um, and so that's why you do it this way rather than try trying pushing yourself and push yourself." so like, "You should always try and push yourself." I think the thing that has been I, mean, I could be completely wrong now. <laughs> um, was- I, also,
0: I, I think he he's just known for just being so influential to so many people. Um, I also um I, I'd read something kind of similar, Dave, where he'd approach somebody, liked the work, and then like apparently he was he was so influential that like just his word was enough to get folk jobs in dc and marvel like he would phone and be like hi neil adams uh, i've got this guy here he's awesome you should really uh, you have to you have to give him some work and then that person's then gone on to draw, draw x-men you know what i mean or something like that and it's just been like because neil adams said he was good enough so um yeah just uh, a legend I'm, I'm i was due to spend a wee bit of time this afternoon researching some of them he 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 is a create he was a creator as well and like we were talking about this very briefly in the I believe he is responsible for the creation of uh, Captain Bucky O'Hare oh. among other things but um uh, I don't want to you know folk can fact check that for me um, I believe let me double check I've got it here sorry um, Razel Goo sorry so I've got a list of uh, characters created by Neil Adams he created Razel Goo well wow. He created the League of Assassins. He created a Mockingbird for Marvel, a Man Bat. He, um, John Stewart, the character of John Stewart. So, um, yeah, just like, just a presence that's felt throughout comics, you know. So, yeah. Fuck you! We were, yeah. yeah. Thank you for checking for me, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love yeah. The fuck you here as a kid. Yeah. Okay,
3: yeah,
0: here was called. Like. Yeah, that theme tune. That was that was that, that era of awesome theme tunes that accompany yeah.
3: Captain No hair goes where no other rabbit would dare. Yeah. <laughs> first thing, first thing that came up when I searched it was this one here. It uh, was, was was obviously a different Bucky, but um, yeah, still a bit of Neil Adams artwork. So yeah, good um, play. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. He was just one of those, one of the last. Of, obviously, he worked. You know, he's, he's a golden age. I know a golden age. He's yeah. a silver age. Artist he was working for Marvel and DC back in the sort of late sixties. Um, some so, some some of the really seminal covers like that, that like the um, you know the the Green Arrow cover that I put up there was one of his. You know, I think I'm fairly sure the you know the Green Arrow one where where he finds that um, that Speedy's been no Speedy. what was his what was his sidekick like? has been taking drugs. Um, oh yeah, and he was was was, was, and- I think was might have been him. Um, Say from, from a,
0: yeah, wasn't Speedy. I think it was Speedy, wasn't it? No, I think Speedy uh, flashes. Oh no. Was it Speedy? Well, no, it was Speedy. Speed Speedy Speedy was Speedy was Green Arrow's uh, Yeah. Um, yeah. Roy Roy What's his face?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You were you were right. Man. Red Arrow. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was like it just it he defined how these characters look for, for myself and the whole generation, I mean, um, back in the seventies. Um, to the extent I think at DC at the time. When they, new, when they had new artists come in they sent them like these lithos of the character you know front side back and things like this based on neil adam's work and they were sent out to new artists to make sure that the characters maintained the same look throughout the line uh, which you know there, there are many comic um, marvel and things like this that could look at doing something like that now because they you know they, they'll do a massive crossover events where the same character appears in different comics and. Mm. And, and, and the character doesn't appear the same, or got different costume and different comics and things like that. So, um.
0: I just think um, I don't know. It's, it probably it probably leans into my sort of. I know we don't like to bring politics into this as well, but like into the podcast. But like some of my heroes are guys like um, Billy Bragg and uh, Neil Adams. Just strikes me as you know the guy tried to unionize comics because he could see how shit creators were getting it, and you know that just for me that's like yeah, you're just a, you're just a, bit of a legend. You, <laughs> yeah, that's just a real, that's just a you know, no one has, like I said, there are, no one has to do these things, but people that feel like it's the right thing to do, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's just pretty smart,
3: yeah, absolutely. There's so, so many guys that didn't get the recognition they deserved that are getting it now, sometimes after their death, you know. Um, guys like Steve Deco and John Ramita, uh, yeah, you know, and
0: Kirby, you know, <laughs> just
3: uh, yeah, Jack Kirby, I was gonna say, um. Uh, you know, Bill Finger, things like this. They all, the all, all the gratitude to this guy that yeah. you know we're creating artwork as employees, and the big two companies said, "Like right, we now own it. Everything you've ever created, we own it." Yeah, um, and yeah, there's been a, a big back against that in the last few years.
0: That's good. Um, it's good. It's good that um someone had to, and it's pretty. You know, it's cool that you know it was him, and yeah. I absolutely rest in yeah. peace in that because that's um. Yeah, cool.
3: Here's
2: Adams,
0: my guy. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, Adams. While we're on the, the comic, what comics has everyone been reading this week? Um, I've, I've,
3: got, I've got a couple, if I could start. Um, yeah, go for um, sure. it. One that I was going to talk about last week, but we didn't get a chance to talk about comics, um, which was a shame because it was totally on point for what we were discussing last week as well. There um, was, was a free comic um, called On Tyranny. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's very on point for, for things which are happening worldwide at the moment. Um, I'll show you some pages, it's it's, it's, it's it's very wordy, it's got a lot of, a lot of words, some pictures, some stories. Um, the artwork throughout it is very good and it's about defending institutions and, you know, how society, you have to be constantly on, on your guard against tyranny because society yeah. can slip very easily. Um, I, I, I just like to write, read a, a wee bit for this because it's it's really on point for what's going on at the moment in Ukraine. You'd say we were talking about this last week and, and I had this comic ready, but we never got a chance to talk about it. Um, and it's, it's talking about hyperbole and what people say versus what they do. Um, and this is an excerpt from a letter which was written uh, by a Jewish person in a Jewish newspaper in the sort of mid 1930s in Germany. Um, and it's, it says, we do not subscribe to the view that Mr. Hitler and his friends now in possession of power, they have long desired to implement the proposals circulating in Nazi newspapers. They will not suddenly deprive German Jews of their constitutional rights, nor enclose them in ghettos, nor subject them to jealous and murderous impulses of the mob. And it's, and it's all about being on guard. People think society is too, too civilized now. Mm-hmm. These things can happen. And, um, you know, it's, it's a comic about saying you have yeah. to be on your guard against that sort of thing
0: because well, you need take advantage of cab, don't they so yeah
3: and like i say what's happening in the uk now is, is, is totally on point yeah
0: um,
3: so yeah i had that one last week and it was totally on point with what we we're discussing last week as well but obviously we didn't get around here um and the next one's one i've picked up a couple of months later than has come out and it's a comment called what's the furthest place from here um which is like kind any of coming of age um, sort of post-apocalyptic, possibly story about you know kids living, kids living together in a sort of post-apocalyptic um, household, um, where there's only children. Now, as soon as you become eighteen, you become an adult and you get pushed out of the uh, of the place that you're living in um, to go and do something else or be somewhere else. But the kids don't really understand, um, and the kids are all in sort of gangs, neighborhood gangs. And they, they yeah. really got each other's areas and things like this. Um
0: I like the, the panel layout is, uh... <laughs> the, the panel
3: layout's excellent, the artwork's very much you know, it's song it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. I just picked up, it's a couple it's a few months old now, it came out I think end of the year, t- December possibly. Um, and I got issue one. Um never got into watching it, reading it, read it this week, loved it, and now I'm gonna be scrabbling to find the rest of it. Uh, oh, that's good. Cool. So yeah, that's my choice for the week. Sounds
2: good. Thanks. So, do we go next, or whoever wants to go next? Um, I've got a couple, so let's think. Cause we never last week, so I'll give a quick shout. I got um, Deadliner through the door, Colin. Oh yeah, um, it's good. I enjoyed it. So it's a, a one-shot, um, you know, regular floppy comic. It's Deadliner by Kiltopia creator Dave Cook. It's uh, Dave Cook, uh, Donna A. Black, and Rob Jones. Rob Jones pretty much letters everything
0: these days, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah. That's laughs> Do you want, want, um, right? want to say Acme? He, 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 somebody say Ac- Acme, he, like, he pretty much, he, he layered half the room. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was like that. Yeah. Uh, Donna Black's artwork is amazing, isn't it? It's um, that kind of realistic, but not realistic, if that makes sense. you know, kind of. Yeah. I don't know how you describe it, photo something possibly, but... Um, it's really, really good. The letter is obviously really, really good in it as well, and it's a psychological horror um, about basically. It sounds like Dave Cook is actually, you know, drawing on his own experiences here with us, um, and he's a he's a writer. Story, he's story for the deadline, basically um and he's just stressing out about it and he ends up checking himself into a hotel and stuff like that where he can just kind of relax and all that and uh, he tries to get it all done and it's it's just a a crazy psychological horror trip through his you know four or five weeks whatever it is as he tries to you know make it make the deadline basically and it's really really good Um I'm pretty sure this is in his all his big cartel page I don't know what his big cartel page is there's nothing on here to let me know I'm pretty sure Dave Cook does have one. I think I think
0: it, I think it is DaveCook.BigCartel.com, or but yeah, if you, I, you if, if you Google Dave Cook comics, you will get. I, if you Google, you'll find it. Um,
2: it's really as well worth
0: it. I think it was I think it was only a five or something along
2: those lines. Um, so it's well worth it. It's really really good. I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I've seen a few. Um, I followed Donna Black on Instagram. I think um, and her artwork's really really nice. It's really good. She's been on a few. She's been on a few different books recently, but. None are springing to mind, but anyway, she's she's very good. She's out there. Give her a check. Um, I had this got this one through as well by Blue Fox Comics, which is uh, Simon Burks who we just mentioned uh, a second ago. Um, this is really good as well. This is uh, called The Thing on the Doorstep, and it's part one. I don't know how many parts there are going to be in it, um, but it's you know it's set in the kind of Victorian times. Um, you've got two. Oh, the, I've uh, read that one. Is that yeah. sorry,
0: just so you say it, is that the one where like it, it follows the, the friendship through like Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that is yeah. that is it's really it's um it's a Lovecraftian I think it's another Lovecraftian
2: Yes story. It It's it's, it's, so it's so phenomenal. Arkham Asylum, nineteen ninety yeah. sorry, Daniel Upton inexplicably shoots his lifelong friend Edward Derby in the face, killing him instantly. What would drive Daniel to perform such a horrific act? Who was Edward Derby really? And is he, in fact, dead? (laughs) So that's how it pretty much starts off. And then it shows you the friendship of these two characters, Daniel and Edward. Um, And it's clear that Edward is starting to spiral into kind of um, hocus pocus and uh, not voodoo, What's the word, um, black magic and all that kind of stuff. Um, So this was on Kickstarter, um, Jeff,
0: just recently? Yeah. Uh, Simon Burke's uh, Simon Burke sends us uh, stuff to <laughs> pre-read. <laughs> um, I'll, need get you, I'll need to get you guys the email address because uh, we get all Blue Fox comics stuff right. before it gets well, <laughs> It's really,
2: really, it's really, really good. Um tremendous. yeah,
0: the
2: artist is uh, sorry, artist is Willie Roberts, mm. um, and let or no, letters, Rob Jones.
0: <laughs> <Early enough>? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, oh, what, what I particularly liked about that is there's one character in it who, um, he's the, the I can't remember names, um, it's the white male character who, who starts to like dip into the occult. Yeah, Daniel. Um, I think Go his, away, uh, Edward, sorry,
2: Edward. Edward, Edward
0: his, um, his progression through the comic becomes really good because he, he's quite oh, angelic, yeah. particularly at the start of the comic, He, he he's, yeah. he's typical... So, sort her of blue eyes, blonde hair—he's a, a really, you know, a really beautiful child. And then, as as the um, as the comic progresses, he stop. He he slowly descends into something yeah. completely different, which is really—it's cool to see that visually. So, uh,
2: ah, yeah, it's really, really good, and it's um, yeah, it's just it just it just does it so well. It's nice and nicely paced. It's not too quick. It's not jumping around. You know exactly what's going on from each panel. Um, and he, he meets uh, the love of the what's going to be the love of his life. You guess he gets married in the snow outside. And, that's all very strange for that, you know, from mm-hmm. 1950, or whatever it is. Um, and uh, she's all very strange as well. She's a bit kind
0: of. Yeah, they, well. they, uh, the friends don't like take to her, do they? They find Yeah, her yeah quite... they
2: don't take to her at all. And you know, it's just fine. Well, something is going to go crazy. I've got a funny feeling. I'm, you know, I've no idea what's going to really happen, but I will definitely be picking up parts.
0: Well, do we spoilers. It's based on a book that's been out for just under hundred years, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can you can Google it. <laughs> I, I think you can get the book for free. So well, hold on,
2: Is, are you tell me that's no, it's written by Simon Burke. Is it
0: adapted. A, it's adapted. adapted by, it's, it's adapted by Simon uh, Burke. Love, Lovecraft. It's a Lovecraft book.
2: All oh, right, sorry, I apologise. I did not, I did not realise that at all. I thought it was just based on the Lovecraftian style of.
0: Yeah, well, that's stuff. quite common as well, and uh, yeah. I, in fairness, like I've thought that as well when I've read certain stuff, you have to actually look to make you know because so much stuff out there that has is thematic to that kind of genre, you know, because it's all in the public domain. A lot, right, of, folks, right, a lot right. of folks just nip there for like for mood and for tone and stuff. So,
2: ah, okay, fair news. Well, there you go, folks. You can check out uh, an actual novel with lots of words. Um, I've <laughs> also finished Trans-Metropolitan book two. This collects issues uh, 12, 13 to 24, sorry. Um, I know a lot of people, I mean, this is obviously a very popular book, I think. I spoke to it. Actually, me and Jim Alexander had a wee chat last week after all you guys left, um, and he was talking about it, and he wasn't really a fan. He says, I just don't like Spider Jerusalem, which is this guy. And the thing is, I don't like (laughs) He's a He's an asshole of a man. But you've just got to love what he stands for. You know, he wants to break down all the all the, um, all the the elite. He wants to break down all the uh, institutions, advertising. He hates all this stuff. And I totally understand why he hates it all. He finds it all fake and, and rubbish and they're all conning you, which, which it all totally is. I mean, he's a total awful the way he goes about everything right enough. Um, but you've just got to love it. It's like a political, uh, futuristic drama that's just... Um, it's just mental, and I, I just can't honestly can't get enough of it. Um, I didn't know anything about it before, um, and you know I bought this about maybe the second or third month, and I've picked them both up. They're quite expensive. This was like fifteen to twenty pound, I think. So it's pretty dear. I can't get them all all at once, so it's going to be a of, uh, over the course of a couple of months. Um, Derek Robertson is the um, the artist. Uh, again, he's done a, he's done a great job. Patrick Stewart has done a little introduction of this book. Um, I can't help but think that that, I, that uh, Warren Ellis was maybe thinking Patrick Stewart would play him in an upcoming uh, TV show at some point in time. I think he's maybe a bit old now, but uh, he doesn't say anything about that in this. But, yeah, I just love it. There's, it's just, everywhere you look, there's just something else to, to, to mull over. You know, there's a couple of girls getting on. Um, I know obviously Warren <laughs> Ellis is a bit of a dick, but uh, I don't really care because I'm never going to meet the guy. Um, he's just hard, He smokes all the time, he drinks all the time, takes drugs all the time, he's bashing politicians, he's bashing the Prime Minister, he's bashing media corporations. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. Right now, he's just taken on the um, Prime Minister and also the Mayor of his city, um, and you know it's just going to go even crazier in the next couple of weeks. So Metropolitan, if you've not read it, I wonder why. People are probably wondering why I've never read it. I would get on it, it's really, really good. There you go. So two indies from me and one mainstream guy. That's
3: me. Awesome.
0: Who's next? So who's up? I don't know. We we'll do. We'll rock paper scissors for it.
3: Rock paper scissors. Okay. Scissors.
1: Okay. Rock, oh my. Paper, god. Scissors. Oh yeah, that's no good. <laughs> We're both paper. Oh, no, it's
2: chicken. Chicken. Oh yeah, Mark's guess it. Go.
0: One, two. Go. There you go,
2: I've got you. It's oh, there. no. That, that's <laughs> got to be the worst. Yeah, that was so shit. Yeah. It's the lag,
1: it's the <laughs> lag. Right. You
2: just go first,
0: okay. Jeff, I can't be um, asked. So we, we often talk about some of the best <laughs> comics ever written. We talk about Mouse, we talk about Stray Dogs. Uh, um, there you go. Um, we talk about uh, we've talked about Springtime and Chernobyl um, and other really incredible you know books that have touched our heart. Um, and um, I think uh, I, bought, I bought a book... This week, that I thought it was going to be that, and it isn't that, and I'm quite disappointed. I, um, uh, I picked up issues one and two of Godzilla versus the Mighty uh, Morphin Power Rangers, not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Um, You're
3: your surprised um, things aren't up there with Mouse. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like well, come on, it's uh, the Power
0: Rangers and Godzilla in the same column. To be fair, it is a match made in heaven. Yeah. Story by Colin Bunn. Uh, art by Freddie Williams II and uh, call it colors by Andrew Dalhouse. it's okay right? it's, um, it's what it is right so uh, you could you could paste this out in every so-and-so versus so-and-so comic you've ever read or film you've ever seen where they start off building up an excuse to fight then they, they realize that the fight is mis- that the, the, the aggression towards each other is misplaced and they have to team up for a greater evil. And uh, I'm not that I'm not at that part of the story, but I'm already feeling that's where it's going. Rita Repulsa has got a a weapon that mm-hmm. has allowed her to trans, um, transfer to a different dimension where the Power Rangers don't exist, with an with an intention of ruling that universe rather than the um the one that she keeps getting hammered in by the Power Rangers. But she gets there and Godzilla's there, and uh, at, um, and then there's the whole thing with the I don't know if anyone watches old Godzilla movies. I do. But um the um the aliens from uh, planet X, they're there um as well, and they so they team up with Rita Repulsa to try and control monsters um and stuff like that. And then the Power Rangers eventually find a way to get there. It's okay. Um some of it's some of it's pretty smart. Like that's that's quite an iconic we uh, like the Dragon Zord versus Dragon Zord squaring up against Godzilla is pretty smart. Um but then there's other bits in here that are just quite annoying. Like um, I don't know. Uh, let me see if I can find a panel. This panel really annoys me. Can somebody explain? I don't know why it annoys me so much. So there's a couple of bits that are, are I think, quite, that's a, a, a quite an epic thing as well. So there's a there's Godzilla totally atomic breathing on the Megazord, which is quite a smart aesthetic. But um, just things like that, like Rita Repulsa's face seems to just annoy me. I don't know. Like there she goes. So there's Rita's face in that hat picture, and then there her. Uh, I was trying to show clear, and then there's her. That's her in like two pages later. That's her face, and then the next page. That's her face, and I just found it quite annoying, and I don't know why. And then there was just one panel of the Megazord running at Godzilla, and I just thought it was. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it was. I th- they tried to do too much in a panel, and it just annoyed me because it didn't look real, and I can't even find it there. Now somebody? I don't. Somebody explain to me why I don't like this panel so much, but that panel there that where the Megazord is running at Godzilla, that should be amazing. And I don't know why it's not, but um, yeah. So it should have been spread over two pages rather than- I think than it should have been, uh, yeah. It's just kind of an sure. epic thing. I was just, um, on. I thought that the pose of the Megazord was like, the Megazord doesn't run like that, I think maybe. No. But uh, the Megazord looks like it's no. a full sprint and you know, it was a guy in a cardboard costume. Four. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. he couldn't, he couldn't run because the costume was so bulky and big. So it was just unrealistic. <laughs> you
3: know, I don't think you ever saw them moving at all. You don't ever see them for the, you
0: know, yeah.
3: cityscapes, and they come up to here, and you see them turning very slowly. Yeah. Like I think that's what
0: it was. <laughs> but then, obviously, in comics be in comics, we've got the capacity to draw things that we couldn't necessarily film. And I just, I don't know. It just, it struck me as uh, like uh, as unrealistic as a giant mech running at a a giant lizard could be. I was like. You've not. You've
3: not. That 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 was, that, that was the pull that was the the, the pull in for Pacific Rim. Yeah. You
0: know,
3: mechs fighting giant robots, a uh, giant yeah. mechs and giant kaiju. Yeah. Uh, and I was sold on that as soon as you had that. And but I'll be honest with you, this one from the minute I seen it advertised, I thought that's going to be a fucking turkey. That's going to yeah. be. It sounds um, like
1: a cash in, doesn't
3: it?
0: Yeah. It yes. doesn't, it's okay, and it's going exactly the way it did. They've just by the end of issue two, the Power Rangers have realised that Godzilla. And, you know, they they've initially arrived on this planet and, and face Godzilla, assuming that she's one of Rita's monsters, mm. and then I think they've now come to the realization that actually Godzilla is some sort of like you know like that that sort of earth not earthly protector that only shows up to deal with other kaiju's. Yeah. So um, um, they've just come to that realization, and but they're about to fight a bunch of rope monsters from the power rangers and godzilla universe they've all kind of descended on the megazord so i'm assuming like Godzilla's going to show up in issue three and help them out i think is where it's going to go and it just it writes itself doesn't it like as i said before
3: yeah these things always do these these times like i said there's a kind of echelon for how good they can be and how bad they can be i think one of the very best ones i've I've, I've read of of that sort of thing was maybe turtles power rangers quite a decent crossover at one point and at the other end of the spectrum, there was Transformers,
0: My Little Pony, which yeah. was just a, what cool. the hell? Is going I've read them on? all. I, I did. Um, I've not read them all, mm-hmm. but I read Transformers, Transformers, Star Trek, which was mm-hmm. it, it's annoying because they have it's obviously some of these put a good idea in there and then they're, yeah. and then they tried they've tried to, they've tried to like, bulk it up and it's not worked. So like say the, the, the Enterprise the Enterprise turning into a mech was pretty cool in that, but that's about the only cool thing about the Star Trek Transformers crossover. But then I've read them.
2: Enterprise- does not
0: turn into a make the enterprise isn't, doesn't do that well, yeah. But then, so,
2: so and then
3: once it's got cybertronian like, um, tech technology in it, it can do.
0: We all read comics, Dave. Yeah, you know that the, the, that medium you could just make things happen. And then, uh, um, the, the turtles did a crossover with Batman that was really good, actually. Yeah, um, which was so good that they made a really good animated movie, yeah. Um, they're not going to make an animated movie about Godzilla versus the Power Rangers. It's just, it's not up oh, there. You
1: never know. You never
0: know. <laughs> Colin, last but by no means least.
1: Well, I'm, I'm reading a book that I finally got around to reading um, after I bought it at Thought Bubble, believe it or not, back in whenever that was in November. And it is Murder Most Mundane. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, I bought this from Ash Deadman. Uh, former guest on the podcast. Um, So I had a a bit of a chat with Ash. Um, So he's he's one of the writers, along with Matt Hardy, who hasn't been on the podcast, but we have gotten drunk with him. Um, The artist is Clark Bint, who Mm. is currently the Kiltopia artist, though the artwork in this is distinctly different from Kiltopia, uh, more like his other book that he did the art on, uh, Frank at Home on the Farm. Um, The colourist is Edward Bentley previous guest of the podcast and guess who the letterer is on this book. <laughs> <laughs> is,
0: is, hey, Rob does all of Mad Robot stuff, doesn't he? Like He,
1: he does, yeah. He's part,
0: he's part of the team.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's part of the team of Mad Robot.
0: So anyway, let me
1: tell you a wee bit about Murder Most Mundane. So um, Ash um, gave me the, the blurb, you know, gave me the spiel at his table at Thought Bubble and he says uh think can um, I?" Midsummer Murders. And uh I went, Alright, okay, yeah, and, and and I actually cut him off and I was said, Look, it sounds like my thing, I'll just buy it. Um and and anyway, the storyline is um a hotshot detective, DCI Rutherford, is transferred to this small village of Fadfield, somewhere in England. Um and from day one of them arriving, there's a series of murders. In fact, there's a murder every day. In this quiet little village, which, as you can see, you know, it's bit like *Midsummer Murders*. Um, it's, it's also got a bit of a. I, it felt a bit sort of *Hot Fuzz* as well. I have to say, yeah, that to a *Hot Fuzz*. <laughs> um, yeah. And and I have to say that I kept reading, reading this, reading this, thinking, "This is *Hot Fuzz*. How how could they just do make *Hot Fuzz*? But then, about sort of three quarters of the way in, it becomes not *Hot Fuzz* <laughs> in in a big way. Um, so so but if you like cop fuzz, you'll probably enjoy this um so yeah um it starts off um pretty much day one um a guy is found hung hung hand in um I don't know if you can see that um in the oh, church okay. um, and of course DCI Rutherford is on the case um and then as he goes to investigate all of these different murders'll show you some more artwork here bear with me um he discovers that the people of the village um, are just totally indifferent to all the deaths. I mean, like, nobody nobody seems to care that their their colleagues, the people that they go to church with, the people that are in their knitting club, um, the people that are see in the, the, the corner shop, um, are dying, and they're just completely indifferent to it. And this just annoys them so much. And he can't really kind of... Get any further forward with the with the uh, with the case, you know, and everybody seems to, you know, want to interview as a, as, a, as a witness or a, as a, you know, to, to find out about the crimes. Um, seems to die the next day, and um, so it's a bizarre old story. And I don't know how many how many deaths we get to, um, probably about half a dozen. No, more than more than that. Certainly more than a week's worth of deaths. Yeah. Um, and it just starts getting on top of them. But as a reader, we also discover that there is a sort of masked cloaked group. Whether they're a cult or whatever, can we see them there? Yeah, hold on, I'll make it bigger. Um, lurking about um in the village as well. Um, although he, and he's completely unaware of who you know this this group, but as a reader we are given kind of privilege to to see that the, this group is kind of lurking about in the village. So we are obviously thinking you know they must have something to do with it. It is a really good book. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed it. Um, and as I say, hot fuzz un, until about sort of three quarters of the way through, then bang, here's the twist that kind of, you know takes it in a completely different direction. So I. I Thought it was a great book and, and highly recommend it. It's on its yeah. second. This is a, a second printing, so it obviously was popular.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh,
1: good book. Yeah, nice one. Well done. Good, guys. good title bad as well. Bad that
0: bad. murder must mundane. certainly um, <laughs> that's quite a clever. Yeah. Uh, that's quite a clever spin on sort of the, that kind of th- that kind of book, but that kind of book title as yeah. well. You know? Yeah,
1: it, it did come with a little um, one of these sort of concertina comics as well. Yeah. Right, called The Hanged Man. The Hanged Man is the pub in the village. Um, and yeah. so there's another wee story about that, about kind of where the name of the, the pub sort of comes from. It's, it's sort of history of it. So it came with this VXW wee wee story. I don't of know course. if it normally comes with that or if that's just a, something you can get out of Comic Con, but it was nice yeah. to have that. So yeah, there we go. Murder Most mm-hmm. Mundane from Mad mm-hmm. Robot Comics. Amazing. That's
0: nice, nice. So
2: so That was Blue Fox Comics we mentioned, Murder, uh, sorry, Mad Robot Comics. Um, that's pretty good. That's just all UK-based uh, comics. They, you, mm-hmm. you, if you Google them, uh, you'll get them online. You'll be able to order stuff from their own site. It's pretty good going.
0: Um, talk about uh, British comics there. Uh, Ben's been in touch as well to say that uh, obviously this Saturday is free comic book day and you can go on, uh, if you go to the77comic.bigcartel.com you can get um you can get a copy of blazer for free you just pay postage and you or you can get a, a copy of um issue five of the 77 for free just pay postage as well so um wow that's it, that's, it's, yeah, that's it's, awesome. listed as a, it's listed as a penny on the on the website but i think that's only because you can't just on big yeah. cartel you have to put a, that's the minimum that you can charge <laughs> but you know don't be an don't be arse about that. Just pay the penny. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah.
1: I highly recommend Blazer. Yeah. it
0: has got,
1: got a great story called Derringer and Son, 70s style action action um, story. Um, and just, just something, something that's going to be making an appearance at Lawless in, when is it, about three and a half weeks time? Something. Something. Oh. Something. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: nice. we go. I think it's going into going into Colin's office at, or no Colin's class at work and he's he's just got to sit on his desk. <laughs> like, oh man, <laughs> Hoping
2: the kids are going to go, what's that, Mr. Maxwell? <laughs> buy it, buy it, son. Buy <laughs> <your> son. <laughs> make make me rich. That.
3: I could just add into what uh, what, what they've said about the, the free comic. But get, get yourself down to your local comic shop on Saturday. Um, yeah. Shop up and down the nation, Perth, Dundee. I'm sure, Dunfermline. Um, as well as yeah.
1: buy, as well as picking up free comics, buy stuff when you yeah, there? buy, shit, man, hundred yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, percent.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah but some, some some very bad news this week. A, a, a couple of comic shops, um, the Big Dog Books, that's that's got shops in Dun, uh, Dundee and Perth. Ourselves um, to closing their doors at the end of the month. Um, they got through coronavirus, but of course the Brexit, yeah. if everything else got to them basically, and it's just yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame. So support your local guys while they're there, guys.
2: There's a few others as well. There's, um, there was another one. Is it another one? I can't remember
3: there's a couple of comic shops in England closed within, right. the, last, for, for, you know, within the last two months um I mm-hmm. know Murphy's Vault which is a gaming store um which was in Gala Shields and previously in Edinburgh closed um closed up their doors for the last time just a week or so ago um and again it's, it's, all, it's all the same problems people buying their stuff online and and not supporting the guys
2: it's just um, not the high street um for everything just doesn't seem like
3: it's going to survive at all? Yeah. It's, it's money. It's money now, mate. Unfortunately, i think particularly for comics, when, when comics make more money than they ever have, most of that money is going to Jeff Bezos or, or you know, for, to Amazon or Disney, basically. Um, and and it is a shame. Me yeah, totally. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I hope I hope I hope we can all. Wait. I hope he's can the storm. But I know that. Eh, I know that there's been um. I know that there's been worries from everybody. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You, you, you every other day you're hearing about another every other week. Sorry, you hear another comic book shop who shut
1: its doors, and it's a uh, it's starting any, business find yeah. it hard. Businesses yeah. are in it hard,
0: like yeah, independent
1: businesses.
0: Uh... Yeah,
3: yeah. They're not they're not just comic shops. But, I mean, you know, bookshops, yeah. um, any sort of retailer, any 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 sort of single. Yeah. And and I'll be honest with you, it's it's not just independent retailers. I don't know if you've seen the news today, um, but there's there's a very real chance that the McCall's Group um oh, really will be put into administration no you know they've got news agents up and down the country
0: um but that's i guess that's close you know, the encroachment of the supermarkets isn't it like supermarkets are everywhere now so like mccall's yeah. was like mccall's was your, your 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 chain of corner shops but actually most people have a larger supermarket store on their corner now so
2: mm. even even the uh, the iconic marks and spencers and sucky hall street is closing its doors mm-hmm. um wow. I, I mean, that's, that's been there for 100 odd years or, or 80 odd years or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it's a long time anyway. Um, yeah. and that's shutting shop shut at the end of the month, I think. Or, well, it's a of what's maybe business
3: passed. for them. Like, the popular business now is online. Right, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. That, everything is just online. And like you are saying earlier on, Andrew, to, to compete with people online is just, you know, it's not just people walking down a high street anymore. It's now the whole world you're competing against pretty much.
3: It's, it's a race to the bottom on price. Um, right. and it's, it's good for consumers. Consumers are getting stuff. You know the bare minimum, but yeah, retails just can't make any profit on it. Yeah, mm,
0: that's
3: a it's, it's a shame. Saturday, free comic book day. Get down to your local comic shop. and yeah. buy some books. You'll be able to pick up pick up some free books and buy some books.
0: If I, do you have Pathfinder? Do you have the second edition rule book for Pathfinder, Andrew? Uh, I think I do. I actually think yeah. I do. Yeah. I'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, recently bought, bought a collection of um, 3.5 edition Greyhawk books um, which are very nice cool. uh, uh, we'll, we'll sort
0: it out it's it's <laughs> uh, well, um, so we talked, what was on your list of things to talk about David?
2: I think what we've talk? actually discussed them all kind of erratically
3: right enough but um, I think we'll <laughs> <with> <laughs> get finished on time tonight we're, gonna, you know, oh, we're okay. going to um, time or something like that
0: can I can I do a couple of wee plugs? Can um, yes, like Jeff uh, not finished all so yes, you plug. I don't well um, so, um I was a guest on a podcast this week um which was called the C- an American podcast called the Sear Nova podcast. I I was on them last year and they invited me back on just to talk shit and it was really good. Um I discovered these guys last year because their the acronym for Sear Nova podcast is SNP. So well, well, Colin was hanging around with the SMP on one way and Saturday, I was hanging around with the SMP, a different SMP on Sunday, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was um, it was uh, to was talking about, uh, come on, Mike. Like, unfortunately, we didn't. I, I mentioned I mentioned it on the podcast, like, because I didn't have you guys there. I just talked shit, and they don't have you guys on their podcast to stop me talking shit. So we just we were talking about obviously i got brought on to talk about my kickstarter what i ended up talking about lincoln i think we spent 20 minutes talking about animals that are in countries that they're not supposed to be native to so like i don't even know how we got in that somebody was san francisco and there'd be macaws that live in the trees there that aren't supposed to be there because some crazy lady
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. okay. um, what did you say there? You you you're on you to push your Kickstarter, Jeff. Is that? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice go with... segue there, Jeff.
0: No, no I, I I hate um, I hate chatting about my shit. I like I like talking about your, your Kickstarters, but I find my I find it that, like that. Well, well part.
3: I, I decided to share this one because this is a Kickstarter which is currently live, and if anybody hasn't yet been on yet, um, as you can see, it was fully fully funded in less than twenty four hours. So yep. it will have a badge up there at some point. Um, soon.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's almost it's all it's um, it's a pre-order rather than a kick. Um, one um, I like to take notes when we have guests on the podcast, and I was always kind of taken by the fact that Steve Tanner, when he's putting stuff out for Time Bomb, although um, he's doing pre-orders rather than a,
2: yeah, funded. No, the actually,
0: the Jeff of the Juniors would have come out regardless of whether it was funded on Kickstarter or not. Oh, somebody's just got a fiver in. Thank you so much.
1: Jeff Jeff, I have to to say I'm so glad that you finally learned how Kickstarter works and you haven't got a campaign that's like 73 days
0: yeah um (laughs) well it's just you don't click the launch button when you finish it all because you you do all the details and then you click the launch button and uh yeah um I, I finished a story well I've not finished a story I finished writing a story I can maybe share like if you if you guys want to see one of the a two oh, pager. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, we know what Jeff of the Juniors is, but nobody else does. So please tell us what is it. What well, is Jeff of the Juniors? Oh,
0: so so it's um, uh, my dad's been really unwell, um, in the last uh, in the last couple of months, and I've been taking him to see. Um, he used to ground hop. I don't know if you guys know what ground hopping is, but it's effectively just um, you you go to football stadium grounds because to see the ground as much as the football, and it's about the experience of football. It's the game, but it's also the pie, the pint. And the, and the bus journey and stuff like that. Um, and I just, it's just a really funny environment. So I wanted to do a comic about just the funnier side of football, cause like there's so, you know, we read so much in the news about footballers being overpaid and like over glamor, the sporting world being over glamorized, but on a junior level, there's just so much nonsense. It's folk arguing about the, the quality of pies and it's folk, um, it's a, it's been part of a, it's been part, I'm in a, I'm in a seven size football league as and I'm in a management group for this 7 aside football league, and like just the politics is hilarious because it's just you know, and I, I just think it's what to celebrate the this bizarre bits of football. So because um, weirdly, it's
2: just slagging off your 5 aside uh, football.
0: No, so, uh, it is that, but it's also <laughs> me just it's me just enjoying it. it's it's enjoying it. So like, see so, if I put that up. That's it uh, can you guys see that? So I've just this is me kind of finishing off one of my stories, but this is like I tried to do a soccer Saturday sketch where um. Uh, where they're talking about, you know, the, this year's World Cup's going to be in. Um, this year's World Cup's going to be in winter, so there's going to be this weird time where the football season's going to start and then stop for a moment in time. But because Sky cover most of the Premier League games, they're going to like. Oh, there is a. Yeah, that's. I'm going to have to replace that. It's my fully funded badge. Um, there you go. So yeah, th- I've I've done this uh, soccer Saturday sketch where, because um, Sky Sports don't have any right-standing international games. They're in, this weird situation where, um, they're in this weird situation where they're in this weird situation where they're going to have in the middle of their football season they're going to not be able to show any football for like a month and a half. So I've done, I've made up this imaginary sketch where like they've decided that they're going to cover the junior leagues for the the period of time that they would normally be covering the Premier League. So it's shit like you know oh there's a penalty at Oakley and it's like okay here's the run up oh a balloon has drifted over from a from a nearby birthday party and has and has deflected the ball, you know, and this kind of shit. and Just because that shit happens and um, I've had I've been, I've been, you know, football games where old ladies jumped the barrier to shout at the referee for being mean to their grandson and, you know, just stuff like that. It's, it's bloody brilliant, junior league football. And it reminds
1: can, me of uh, that, that time. Um, it was one of the Scottish comic creators football club's games yeah. and the pitch was invaded by a dog which stole yeah. the ball. And it ran away with the ball, <laughs> and basically there was twenty-two guys with the pets chasing the dog trying to
0: get the ball. off <laughs> Exactly that, and when and but that happened. That happened. Yeah, that happened at your game, it also happened at the um. That happened in one of the major football leagues. I want to see that happening like Haddington or something this year. You know what I mean? Like it happened at junior league level, and a game had to be halted while they worked out whose dog this was and why it broke. You know, it just I love it. It's so silly, and but like. It's still it's still embodied in football. I went to um, I've been going to see loads and loads of like junior games just to get bits and pieces. And I mean, um, I went to a game right by Collins House last weekend. It was like Recife versus Cowdenbeath. Beef.
1: It was but, so loud I could hear it. And, and yeah. I, was, I, I don't
0: know,
1: four hundred meters or something. Yeah, quite, quite, from, quite a distance, from the football but... park, and I could hear it. It was I was out in the garden doing some gardening. It was really noisy.
0: But the swearing, I mean, this was a public park and it's like grown men as like folk are old ladies and kids are walking their dogs and they're effing and cussing. I'm like, it's just so, it's just silly and it's funny. And I wanted to kind of cover that, you know, there's jokes in there that were formed in our like Sunday afternoon beer sessions and stuff, you know, we've got, um, if you, if you pledge more than seven quid, you'll get a panini sticker. Like an official a Peeney sticker based on a baked potato character that Andrew invented when we were in a when we were getting hammered in the pub a couple of last month, you know. So just just silly. And, um, any any similarity to anybody with a similar name? is purely yeah, coincidental. Yeah, purely uh, coincidental. Purely so, um, <laughs> Sounds good. About yeah, looking forward, it's, it? it's it's pre um, you know it was a pre order. It's um, it's been funded. I'm going to be ordering the. I'm, I'm going to be finishing things up this weekend because it's, it's almost done. I'm going to be sending to my editor, Colin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm editor.
0: I'm right. I, actually, I tell a lie. Uh, Steve Tanner and Ben got Bensky got in touch with me and said they wanted to look at it as well.
1: Oh, well, then. We send it to them. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah.
0: they're top professionals. Yeah.
1: Um, is it going to be available like for the Bruguders table at Glasgow
0: Comic Con? Well, I'm not there, so I didn't want to be. Um, I didn't want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh... All right, fine. That's fine. We'll we um, <laughs> my, 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 Well, say my, my my target is to have, because obviously the Kickstarter runs till the twenty ninth of May. Um, my my aim is to have. Well, well, my 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 pledge is to have it done for Father's Day, which is like the nineteenth of June, because it's one of those kind of things that you could buy. And give it to that. It's like a it's like a stupid Father's Day kind of guest gift. So that's my aim. Um, so but yeah, definitely have it at tables um, later on in the year, like obviously um, I've just signed up to do one of the comic marks in Delferman, Um and obviously we're, we're all going to be at Thought Bubble as well, so yeah, it's going to be at these tables, maybe Acme we've got a table there in September as well or whatever we decide to do then, so but it will be I mean it's almost finished, it has been funded um, as soon as awesome. I get it as soon as I get finished it will be printed and
2: and it's all done new jeff
0: am i Muget, right artist letterer writer. Yeah, yeah absolutely um i had a we had a really nice launch event last sunday Um, andrew joined us for a wee bit and mark abnett came on for a bit um so it's funny so about uh, halfway through we were chatting about marvel movies during a kickstarter for a football comic which is quite surreal but like um that was good fun and uh, it was almost funded at that event and, you know i think we finished that like 75 percent funded by the end of that first hour which was really cool but um, I was chatting to Mark about that, and he was saying like he would quite like to get involved in a future issue. So I don't know, I might do like an annual, if this one goes quite well, and it seems, I might do an annual where I kind of ask comic creators to put in a picture or a page or something, so. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So good. Um, I didn't expect it to be so, like everyone's been so sound. Again, comic creators are really cool. And folk are just like, I sent a page to Steve Tanner and he like, just messaged back, he was like, oh, it's a bit different, Jeff, but yeah. you know change your spelling in that bubble and you'll be fine. It's like, cheers, <laughs> man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, please check that right. out. If that was good. I'm looking forward to my
2: Father's Day gifts. Thanks very much, Jeff. It's okay. probably the only Father's Day gift Thanks. I'll get. Thanks for giving me
0: the floor <laughs> for a couple minutes to chat about that. Once. Uh, talk about uh, our creator comics, the anthology. We, we've got an anthology coming out. Have we ever talked about that on the show?
2: We've slightly mentioned it, but we've never really gone into any big depth about it. So, I mean... W- most of I mean, the, our my works definitely in um, Colin.
1: Andy, I, I don't know too much about it to be honest. Uh, Together. So, so yeah, tell me about it. Go for it, Jeff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who's all involved, or I don't know how There's many stories lots of there involved. are, how many pages it's going to be. And uh, you know, okay, I, I, I drew a few pages for, for Andrew's story, but that's about all I know at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah so um. Yeah, we're uh, we we are kind of putting uh, the Royal we are putting together an anthology for uh, on behalf of the brewers, kind of route with uh, this year's Scottish Comic Book Day as kind of like a a target for release. We were told to have it out there or the Thought Bubble, which is like the week before or two weeks before Scottish Comic Book Day. Um, it's just an anthology celebrating sort of Scottish comics, um, but we've had so many of our former guests have just got involved and and soon to be guests get involved. And it's just going to be, you know, an anthology from Scottish-linked creators. We've got some really nice stuff in there. I think the um, no names to mention, Mark Abnett's going to put something in. Obviously, Dave's got something he's put in with uh, Stephen Steve um, Ingram. Yeah. Ingram. So, obviously, yes. a, a, friend, a friend and guest of the podcast and one of Scotland's best comic creators, in my opinion. Um, who else have we got involved? Yeah. Uh, Paul Soros. Sure Paul Ferguson, it. yep. Um, Athol Bucken and many like many more um look james just some really really interesting um really interesting stories total broad range i think we're all contributing something um like as i say oh call, call, we have a i've not even seen that that's amazing we've got uh, no uh colin says we've no idea page count yet because i'm just waiting to um we set a target of um set park target of june to get everyone's work in. So once that's in, I'll be able to like look at the you know, pages mm-hmm. and stuff. Michael Philp, um, I've seen stuff from Dave Bedford, uh, written at 77's Dave Bedford. has put a story in and it's been oh, drawn really? out. And it looks really, really good. Cool. Um, about uh, a bit... Um, no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, exci- excited to just see so much going. So um, all the work will come in June, which means we'll be able to share and celebrate a wee bit more in june Kickstarting in july printing in august
2: should we maybe start um uh, pushing it just now start advertising start,
0: start- i'm going to yeah. wait till i've got all the work in because i don't i want to make sure what we're advertising is accurate and i think that's gonna right. but yeah as i say we're looking for you know we're still early days we're looking for november i know november will come really quickly and i'll be like oh fuck. i'm just thinking like, for the kickstarter
2: though you wait and give it as big a kickstarter
0: yeah no, no totally um, but hoping to kickstart in july so we'll, we'll be spending the bulk of june and most of July popping it if anybody wants to know more about that before that, please get in touch. Um that'll be very cool. Um I'm quite excited. And uh, I can't wait. Yeah.
2: I'm really excited to be alongside some of these guys, man. I'm looking uh, I'm re- really looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be cool. I'm just looking forward to having more stuff to sell as <laughs> well. To be honest.
0: I just think uh, I just think it's been part of I said it earlier, like I totally respect and value you guys as friends and fellow podcasters and comic creators and folk that are in my life because that's one of the coolest things I think about uh, comic creation is just um, awesome people so yeah I'm really excited to be in a book with so many folk that I total value, respect and love the work of as I say like I love Colin's stuff, I love Stephen Ingram's stuff, I love Michael Phelps stuff, I'm going to be in the same book as him, that's pretty cool. (laughs) That's
2: cool. Um, I, I've actually just remembered I'm going to be in, in another anthology as well which I was going to give a shout out to it's DUI2 which is Drawn Under the Influence 2 I think that's getting launched actually it might be the same time uh, mm-hmm.
0: you're,
2: you're, you're anyway, maybe, I, I, I don't really know how many other folk are going to be in that but it's going to be a pretty big one uh, I've been doing yeah. a, 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 a couple of pages with Simon um, Russell Who's the guy from down south? I've never
0: met before. Just more cool. on later. Cool. Um The blue one will be better, of course. <laughs> 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 I think you're contractually <laughs> obliged to say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just it's yeah, an, an <laughs> exciting, an exciting year for us all. Starting this yeah. Saturday, like get to your local yeah. comic book shop, get to Kingdom Comics, get to the local shop of heroes, get to where you know, and uh, pick up some free comics. But also buy some comics and. Support, support your local your local comic, um, your local comic shops. Uh, go and see um, "Multiverse of Madness." Thank you out this week, uh, Andrew. Andrew did a wee review for us pre-podcast. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay, I can do a spoiler-free review if you want. It's it, it's it's a Marvel movie. Um, it's, <laughs> low, on, low on plot and character development, but very high on effects. And action sequences. Um, mm-hmm. more, um, most of the Marvel movies I've seen, to be honest with you, it's, it feels a bit, it felt a bit thin to me. Um, mm-hmm. but Certainly, filling to watch. And uh, there's a, um, a scene-stealing cameo from one of my favourite actors, um, ah, cool. making his first appearance in the Marvel in the Marvel universe, and possibly his last appearance in the Marvel universe
0: course, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will be <laughs> messaging you on Sunday evening when I've seen it and be like oh my god <laughs> I am not going
1: to get to see it. hot dog salesman.
3: For <laughs> salesman okay, that's all I can say so look out for the hot dog salesman okay sounds good okay,
0: uh, okay. yeah um, anyone else got anything exciting happening this week and or next week before we go into air
1: no, I think I think the will
0: yeah. I think
1: we're okay. Eh? I think the excitement has ended for me for a wee
0: while. <laughs> oh man, um, do you want to talk about that? That was well cool. Do you want to talk about that? Like we haven't like. But what? About like what? your excitement, your excitement. I'm my
1: photograph with two different politicians this this past week. Yeah. They were dis- Desperate to get my support, I guess, for their, for their parties at, um, at today's elections. What time does it, uh, does voting end today? Is it 10, finished? Yeah, uh, 34 10.
3: minutes. Get out and vote. Get out and vote. Get out and vote.
1: Any, anybody but Tory. Yeah, Anyone anybody but Tory's. Conservative. Just get rid of them. Get shot <laughs> of
0: them. Um, every, every it'll be interesting. Um, um, they're not counting tonight. They're They're counting them tomorrow morning and releasing yeah. results throughout today and tomorrow. Normally, because normally I stay up for an election and I have like popcorn and Mm. beer and like and watch the watch the ticker on BBC, but they're not doing (laughs) that this year, so um, I'll be interested tomorrow. I'll have like I'll have it on in my classroom all day, and my kids will complain. But um, yeah, yeah,
2: beautiful, awesome. Yeah,
3: okay, That's beautiful, awesome. On that note, let's see.
0: Yeah, Um, next week do we have a guest? I think we've got guests. I do actually. I think
2: it's um Matt. Um oh shit his name forgot me and I'm okay. Matt, Matt and Connor who done um drops um comic together oh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's
3: right. not my hard then, is it? That's a different uh, Matt. No Connor Tierney, yeah. Is it Connor Tierney? Is it Connor I think, Tierney? I think so, isn't
1: it? They were all crossroads
0: at um us at Acme, and they were really nice guys. Yes. And Connor yeah.
1: and Matt uh, yeah. Some names are um, a bit rubbish, with as well. Yeah, I'm so, terrible. Yeah.
2: They're two good dudes, so they're going to they come on there talk about um, stuff that they're doing as well. So I'm looking forward to that. that should be pretty good. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah,
0: and if you want to be on the show as well, anyone wants to come on and just blather, like we'll have you. And depend on unless you're an arsehole. Um, well, uh, we, we, we Or a we'll, conservative we'll, we'll, voter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, 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 vet, we'll, we'll vet you and let you down quietly without letting you know that we're not going to continue working with you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um awesome uh i've also got a couple of beer related things i wanted to chat about in future episodes like once i've got it organized um it's all good it's all good intrigue right see you all next week cheers, cheers. cheers.
2: thank you bye yeah.